behind the bar, gets it, scores! Back-to-back breakaways! Connor McDavid peering inside. Dishing, CeCe shoots and scores! one nothing Edmonton game seven! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, so I have an idea. We can do Inside Sports like normal, but we do that almost every night. Or... We can get together, a bunch of us. We can meet in the parking lot at the strip mall. We can go into the mini mart, get a bunch of chips and dip and nachos and the nacho dip, maybe some licorice, some soda pop. And then we'll go down a couple stores to the video rental store. We'll grab like three VHS tapes, maybe one comedy, one action movie, one horror movie. And we can just hang out tonight in the basement and watch those, all of us. What do you think? I kind of like... Hang on, my boss is talking to me. What's that? Sorry, just been told option two isn't realistic. So we're going to do inside sports. How are you doing, everybody? Hope your weekend is off to a great start. In the National Hockey League, we got Buffalo playing Carolina. It is 2-2, two and a half minutes into the second period. Earlier today, a game played in Finland, and it was Miko Rantanen with a hat trick for the Colorado Avalanche as they knock off the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-3. Just the two NHL games today. The Oilers are back at it tomorrow. A matinee. And the Oilers' all-time record in matinees. And remember, this includes them being a better matinee team over the last three or four years. Uh, 94 wins, 122 losses, and 27 either ties or shootout or overtime losses. 94, 122, and 27. The Oilers' all-time record in matinees. Basically, the NHL considers a matinee anything that starts at 5 p.m. local time or earlier. So obviously, a matinee tomorrow. I mean, some you may not. Uh, some people might define a matinee as something a little different. But as we know, they haven't been great in, in afternoon games. They have been better in the McDavid dry settle era, especially since they become a better team the last three or four years but uh not a not a very good record nonetheless uh 12:30 faceoff show tomorrow on 6 30 chad the puck will drop at two as they take on the dallas stars the final game of the Oilers' three game homestand also tonight we got the raptors in dallas that game just getting underway the oil kings will take on victoria at seven at rogers place the golden bears hockey team eight one and one on the year we'll take on the four and four manitoba bisons that's at seven at claire drake arena so we'll update those games once they get going world series is off today the astros can win it tomorrow on home field against the Phillies. They lead the best of seven, three game to two as uh, Carolina gets a goal here to take a 3-2 lead on the Buffalo Sabres. How are you doing tonight? You can get in touch with me if you like. 780-496-0063 is the number to text or call. If you're using the telephone, it is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. You can email the show inside sports at 630ched.com. It always warms my heart to get an email. And you can follow me on Twitter if you use that platform. It is at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L. K-I-N-S. I don't tweet a lot, and when I do, it's pretty much just like, here's a fact about the Oilers or the Elks, or something on my show. But if you like that kind of stuff, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. So, 
Here's what I can tell you. Oilers uh, practice today. First of all, Tyler Benson, injury note, uh, he's been injured. He was skated with the team today. He's coming along uh, recovering from that knee injury, so hopefully uh, he is feeling good and is going to get back into action, likely in Bakersfield pretty soon, but a little update there about Tyler Benson. The Oilers, uh, man, oh, man. So last night, I, I thought very good hockey game to watch, uh, as, as Rob and I often talk about. If, if you didn't care who won, you probably would have been quite entertained by that game. Man, oh, man, New, New Jersey is looking good. Like, that's, that was a really impressive performance. Now, of course, it's early. There, you know, there's always a team or two that, that starts the season well and then drops off, and you say, oh, yeah, well, of course, no one expected them to make the playoffs, and they didn't. I mean, it was Buffalo last year. Uh, when was it? Back in 2011. That was the Oilers. Remember, they started 9-3-2, and two, and Heavy Bullen was stopping everything, and then they quickly dropped off. So there's usually a team that starts well, and then it's like, ah, okay, they're actually pretty lousy. Seattle maybe is a candidate for that in the Western Conference. Hopefully it's not uh, the Oilers, who are now 7-4. and four. But New Jersey, I mean, they've won five in a row. And, like, that was no accident last night against the Oilers. They came out. They played very well. The Oilers were maybe a little fortunate to be tied after the first period. Now, I will give Edmonton credit. I thought they were the better team in the second period. They capitalized on a couple of chances, got the two goals in quick succession in the second period, one on each goaltender. Because in between the two goals, Mackenzie Blackwood got injured and uh, Vitek Vanacek came into the game. But then the Oilers couldn't hold the lead, and uh, they were reflecting today on the loss to the Devils. Off the draw, shot, scores! Wow, right off the draw, that was Wood, and he just ripped it short side after the Devils won the draw and cut the Oilers' lead to 3-2. We're a team that, that's done that to other teams before where we come back, so, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to close out games, and better to have something like this happen in Game 10 than Game 82 or Game 10 of the playoffs, so. Comes across to the middle, gives the puck to Graves, tries to go to the net, he'll shoot, save, score! It got through Skinner, albeit barely, and this game is tied at three. Well, you, no one's happy, uh, but uh, about not finding the result we wanted last night. Um, but I think over the course of an 82-game uh, schedule, sometimes stuff happens. Uh, last night it did. It's about using that as a, a learning tool um, for us so that we can improve. And, um, you know, I'm confident that we're going to win a lot more of those games than lose them. Here's a pass up the middle. Brat walks in, his shot scores! Jesper Bratt right up the pipe, gets the pass, puts it off the post and in. And the Devils have a 4-3 lead. The, that's what also gets lost is the team we lost to is 8-3. You know, they're that, they're, they have that record for a reason. Uh, I thought both teams punched yesterday. Um, you know, there's a, a few mistakes that led to goals against for us that we felt we could clean up. Uh, obviously, it's not ideal to give a goal up and then immediately give a, a goal up on, on the ensuing faceoff. Um, as I said, it's a learning experience for our group. Well, first of all, Zach Hyman said, hey, you know, we've come back on teams tonight. It happened to us, and that's fair enough. First game of the season, they were down 3-0 to uh, Vancouver and eventually came back to win the game 5-3. I think the Oilers have the firepower and the b ability to take over games, and I don't think they're ever out of it, as we've already seen so far this season. 
uh, as Jay Woodcroft said, you know, there were some mistakes. Clearly, they got beat by a set play for the uh, fourth goal of the game, the breakaway pass to split the defense. Uh, I, I mean, a young player, Marcus Niemelainen, pulled over uh, along the boards, and that created open uh, the opening up the middle for Brat to go in and score. So a, a good performance by New Jersey. I, I don't, as, as disappointing as it was and as shocking as it was, and, and I certainly noticed today... Uh, just being in, in some touch with some people and, and coming into work. And, uh, and you know, Derek, as you know, I, I wander around the office a little bit. I, I like to go and spread cheer to my colleagues and stuff. And sure, check in some people here. might call it lurking. Yeah. Or, so, so, you some know. people might say I'm a bit of a distraction and uh, that, I, that I need to uh, just leave people alone. But you mean well. you got but a good I, heart. I, I do mean well, but I did yeah. notice today there was just you know, some people that d don't often talk about sports with me or react about the Oilers. Like, well, what happened last night? Seven seconds. What's going uh, on? That was tough. Yeah, that was so, a real tough one. So I get it. Disappointing. I don't think the Oilers played terrible. you got to execute. They didn't quite do it offensively. You know, CeCe couldn't get that one in the open side. Bouchard couldn't lift that one high enough. Hyman had some chances. Uh, you know, the fourth goal was there to get for the Oilers. More often than not this season, they've been getting that big goal or they've been stretching that lead. They weren't able to do it, and New Jersey stuck with it, and then New Jersey ultimately executed offensively. Maybe the Graves goal is the first one on Skidder this year where you might say, okay, you know, bit of a tough one. But, I, I, again, I have problem criticizing much about the Oilers' goaltending so far this season. So the Oilers didn't do it. Uh, again, I don't think it was a terrible game. I, I do think, you know, a lot of times it comes down to details. I, I mentioned a couple of the details offensively. We talked about Nima Linen being pulled along the boards. Uh, you know, Holloway obviously gave the puck away on uh, what led to the first New Jersey goal. Some other players, some other plays that just weren't as clean as they needed to be. And again, the Devils are good. We're, we're seeing. They're, they're, well, I'll say this: they're playing well now. Are, are they going to be there mid-season? I don't know, but there there are some really positive steps there, and some really good, smart, quick, younger players, especially. That if you are a New Jersey Devils fan, and believe it or not, I know one. I have a buddy who's a New Jersey Devils fan. Likes the Oilers as well, but he also likes the Devils. He liked John McClain back in the day, uh, the Devils player, not the guy from Die Hard. Though he did like the Die Hard movie as well. Uh, you know, they got some good, quick, smart young players, and we're seeing this in the National Hockey League. It, it's tempo, tempo, tempo. It's pace, pace, pace. The Oilers can play that game. It, it's not as if the Oilers can't crank it up if needed. But New Jersey did well. I, I, I mean, I thought in the first period there were times if they got a turnover, if they got the puck in their own end, if they saw the Oilers were changing, it was it just fired up the ice. I mean, they weren't taking time. Well, let's really aim this pass and, and make sure I get it tape to tape. It was just like get it up there and pressure, 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 and make the other team react. And if we can't handle it going into the zone, we'll chip it in and we'll have guys in motion to get in there and get after the puck. The Oilers try to do that as well. Most teams with any talent and speed do try to do that. But New Jersey did it well. And ultimately, uh, the execution and the persistence was just a little better in favor of the Devils last night. So, uh, you know, not great to lose. The, the home record for the Oilers at 4-4 four and four isn't great. Uh, maybe we're going to feel a little differently tomorrow if the Oilers lose to Dallas and they're 7-5 and five with a difficult four-game road trip coming up. Okay, then it might feel a little more dicey for sure. But uh, it, it was interesting to watch in that game to seeing what New Jersey has built. Uh, you, you know, the young Hughes is a good player. 
Uh, he sure, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think he's ever looked that good to me when I've seen him, so he's probably coming along. You know, Hamilton's been good on the blue line. John Marino, who was an Oilers draft pick several years ago, didn't want to play here, wound up with the Penguins. Now he's with the Devils. I thought he had a very good game. So they put together a, a decent club there. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep it going. I don't know if game 60, if we're going to be talking about the New Jersey Devils being a, a, a playoff contender. But you could sense their energy last night. You could even sense the energy um, in Tom Fitzgerald's interview with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. And I know it's an interview with a, with a GM, but you, you could just feel how positive he was and how much he was enjoying it with that group of players. And when you saw Ryan Graves get that tying goal, uh, you know, players celebrated like it was a, a big goal in a playoff game. Now, which it wasn't, but I say good for them. You know, they're, they're a franchise that hasn't been very good lately. And they seem to be building. They seem to be learning. They seem to be learning how to win and doing some things uh, in games that, that lead to winning. And, hey, you, you executed the tying goal. And then even more impressively, you executed the winning goal seven seconds later right off a face-off, which was obviously a pre-scouted play. And they pulled it off perfectly uh, in, in a tie game. So, you know, I, I think you got to give the Devils credit, I think, for the Oilers, again, it doesn't feel good blowing a 3-1 third-period lead. Um, I also think at the end of the day, the better team last night probably won. And I also think there were a lot of plays, especially offensively, that usually the Oilers will, will execute that will get them wins in games like that. And I think recent history shows that. Um, the Oilers had won their five previous games. Now, Nashville, they took control after the first period and were up 4-1. The three games on the road trip, the Oilers won all three. In all three occasions, uh, the winning goal was scored with eight minutes remaining or less. And last night, New Jersey scored with eight minutes remaining or less. So, you know, if the Oilers are in tie games in the third period and are winning three quarters of them or even two thirds of them, it's going to bode pretty well. But the Devils, hey, I thought really good. Good for them. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it going. And now we see how the Oilers bounce back and recover, which they've been pretty good at so far this season and I think most of last year as well. Uh, happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063. I mentioned two of the, uh, the the plays that went against the Oilers last night. Holloway with the turnover in the neutral zone. Miles Wood scored. Nima Linen drifting too far to the boards. That opened up the center of the ice for the Devils game winner. Head coach Jay Woodcroft was asked, is it easy? easier to accept mistakes from younger players. No, I didn't sleep any easier knowing the age of those players. Uh, but do I understand? Yeah, I do understand. Um, but what we're trying to build is is something sustainable over time here, uh, a, a winning machine that is uh, continues to get better each and every day. And, um, you know, uh, sometimes uh, mistakes like that are a necessary step in order for growth. And uh, for us, um, as I said, we're not just uh, sweeping anything under the rug. We deal with it. We, uh, we talk about it. And we try and equip our players with tools that can help them succeed the next time we find ourselves in that situation. All right. So I think that's good perspective there from Jay Woodcroft. Happy to hear your perspective as well. 780-496-0063. Move. Mooner's going to check in as we move along tonight. Edmonton Elks linebacker Adam Konar, who has a new contract. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. This is 
Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, a little later on in the show, we will talk to Andreas Ulrich, who is uh, Leon Dreisaitl's agent in Germany. He's uh, visiting uh, Leon. I think he, he was uh, leaving today, but he was visiting Leon today. We'll get some interesting perspective on Leon's popularity in uh, in Germany, and we'll talk a little bit about that NFL game coming up in Germany as well. I just got a, a message here, uh, a message on Twitter from a, from a user who says, uh, what is the Oilers' record on nights when they do a celebration, when there is a Hall of Fame celebration, when they hang something in the rafters, uh, where they celebrate a special person like Ben? It seems to me they lose more of these than they win. Is this factual? Uh, I know I'll just have to check it quickly here on the fly, guys. I might have to do it during the 6.30 news because I know in their media guide, which they have online, they, they've usually had a record on the uh, Jersey retirement nights. I, I do always say this to, to, to people, and... Uh, I mean, I might be guilty of it at, at times as well. I think sometimes we look for patterns that aren't actually there, if that makes sense. Do you, do you see where I'm going with this, Derek? I, okay, let, for the Oilers, we have an obvious example. They missed the playoffs 10 years in a row, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. In, uh, in what, seven of those 10 years, I think they were 24th or worst. Or, or worse in the NHL. Okay. I, I mean, they had what? They were last overall a couple times. They were 29th, 28th. Like, they, they were pretty bad. Like, like I've always said, in three of those 10 years, they actually were kind of in playoff contention. The other seven, they were pretty much a wipeout. Mm -hmm. So you could say, oh, well, look at the Oilers' record in matinees, how bad they were. Yes, but they were a bad team. They, right. they lost in the afternoon. They lost in the evening. They would have lost at 2 a.m. They would have lost at 2, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of... Now, historically with the matinees, yes, there is something there because you can go all the way back to the 1980s and they weren't very... They weren't as good in matinees as they were in, in evening games when they were kind of a powerhouse cup contending team. Having said that, that has nothing to do with the current edition of the team. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, There's so many factors like, that contribute like, to it. Like Leon Dreisaitl playing in the afternoon tomorrow is not affected by a game in 1982. Exactly. In the against the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. I think the, I don't even can't remember if the Rockies were still even in the league. So I get that question, but, but I, I will say this, that, that, you know, that may be, um, like it may be a pattern, but it doesn't tell the whole story. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like it's 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 like saying, well, you know, Reed Wilkins, you know, he almost always double bogeys the 18th hole at Riverside. <laughs> right. Well, yes. Well, I almost double bogey every hole the entire because I suck as a golfer. Right. <laughs> so let's let's not put it all in the 18th hole. Maybe put it on it on my uh, overall ability. But I'll see if I can get that here during the news. Mooner is coming up.